welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Listener and welcome to Just Dad's Reading Books. I'm here with my friend EJ Sanders, and I'm here with my friend Matt Martins. I don't have a fun voice. I don't have a fun voice. Things I was gonna have a fun voice, and I could not have one. Mysterious, <laughs> and things are getting eerie. It's yes. another part of our series on a series of unfortunate events, and it's 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 so crazy, EJ. Our penultimate episode about series of unfortunate events it is. is about penultimate peril. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a weird? It's- stretch of luck coincidence i think not i think not. you're solving not the mystery lot. you're the mystery solver uh this is i'm excited i'm so excited for this episode um, because yes it's uh not only was it a great book to read but also it's my first time ever reading this book yes. i've experienced the rest of the series as we've covered many many times but finally i am in uncharted waters i am here with all of the other people who didn't experience this as a kid and let me tell you I am an idiot for, uh, <laughs> for stopping, stopping when I stopped. Wow. What a book. <laughs> Matt, uh, I, here's what I want to do because, yes, I also agree. What a book. And and boy, this is why I've been so excited uh-huh. for 11 books. I've been so excited <laughs> for 11 books. And even I forgot how much I, I, I this book absolutely rips. I mean, this book... <laughs> From from cover to cover yeah. is is just banger after banger. I think the thing I told you before you started, uh, you were like, "Man, this this book kind of goes hard, huh?" And then I was like, "Yeah, every chapter in this book would be a thirteenth chapter yeah. of another book right. in this series. Like that's that's the level of insanity yeah. that is going on in this one. Man. And it's like it like um it does everything. But what I want to do before I like really taint your opinion i want to mm-hmm. hear your just your just cold yep. review of this book okay uh it is very much uh if if these books are trying to like the pitch of last week's or not last week but the grim grotto's mm-hmm. episode was that like this is trying to make the world more cohesive we're trying to cross threads right. everybody's a family member with somebody else all of these things are like disparate things all coming together right. this is the book where that happens and and almost to an overwhelming degree uh there are callbacks to characters in this book where you're like i don't remember who we're talking about i th- genuinely like random teachers from the fifth book all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff we everybody is here this is the book with a bunch of people in it that you're supposed to remember essentially if all of the other books have either been about like six characters like grim grotto right there's just Mm -hmm. a couple people there the slippery slope it's just a couple people and then kind of like Mm -hmm. a nebulous scout troop this one is like there's 40 characters you have been introduced (laughs) to every single one of them at various points in the series i hope you can keep up a little bit uh what's good is not all of them are like critically important they're mostly just about the callback this is this is about approaching the end if every book has like a setting and kind of a theme the setting Mm -hmm. of this book is let's wrap this puppy up let's (laughs) let's tie up all of the loose ends let's connect dots it is by and large the mystery novel of the whole series and that's what makes it great is it this this whole series has sort of purported to be a mystery novel but it it very rarely gets to like dive deep into the mystery and this book is all about it 
it's so interesting to me how this book is both the penultimate book of the series yeah. like the book that is supposed to set something up right and yet it is a culmination of everything right yeah and oh my lord like like you said there's a bunch of characters in this one and just to have them rendezvous at this mm-hmm. hotel yeah and and oh the setting matt oh my god <laughs> just top to bottom it's this good. book right yeah. now this book in had to have inspired john wick like this <laughs> book is john wick the book like this thing is insane like I mean, there's there's a lot of like similar themes in this book that yeah. there are in John Wick. That's it's like really crazy. Funny. <laughs> uh, it's crazy to think what about. A take. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I love like it. it's. I, I will go to my grave thinking that that this book. Just look this at the cover. John Wick. I mean, no, the sure. cover of this yeah. book yeah. is is absolutely like it sets you up for this crazy casino royale mm-hmm. action action packed adventure, and does it not disappoint? Because yeah. it is. It is. I mean, from the moment they got into Kit Snicket's car in the last book to her driving them to this hotel to all the weird stuff they do with her at the beginning where it's all this mystery starts to Mm -hmm. uncoil to the foreshadowing in chapter two or three of this book (laughs) of Kit Snicket basically telling you what's going to happen in this book and how how it's going to fare. But you still don't know? Oh, my Uh. God, man. (laughs) Oh my God, man! How much ass you are! It's great. <sighs> it is all great. It. W- w- I had a moment with it, and you and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this one, yeah. and there is a particularly interesting part of this book where, similar mm-hmm. to the slippery slope, where we split right. the party. Right, we go ahead and have some of our adventure with Sunny, and we have some of our adventure with Klaus and Violet. This one does the same trick, but it splits it into three parts, uh, just yep. like. Uh, the Star Wars original trilogy, uh, if if you understand that reference, the second the <laughs> first movie is about one thing happening, the mm-hmm. second movie is about two things happening, and the third movie is about like five things happening. Finally, five <laughs> things are happening. Yeah. We've but, done it. So, anyways, this one you get a chapter break where mm-hmm. chapters four, five, and six. Uh, he he even throws in an author's note that says you can read the mm-hmm. next three chapters in any order not a because chapter. they all take place at the same exact time and I am, I am not presenting them to you in any particular sequential right. order. You can read them how you want. Now, I was in audiobook still at this point. I didn't want to muck about with my settings. Mm-hmm. So I listened to them in chapter order, four, five, and six, which ends up being Violet and then Klaus and then Sonny's Adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but particularly in these three sections, those are... Three chapters that are the astronomically dense with uh-huh. just little details that he yes. really wants you to pick up on. And guess what? Audiobooks are not good at that. Not good at <laughs> and, that. and I got really confused during those chapters. Mm-hmm. And you were saying what good, uh, how good of a time you were having. But more specifically, oh, <laughs> you sent me a picture of one page because there's also yeah. some stuff going on with an analogy of... Uh, throwing things into water and the water ripples and the reflection is distorted and there is a reflection gag in this book that uh-huh. happens in a couple of chapters that uh-huh. I didn't know existed because the audiobook doesn't do anything with it but there are random points where the text yep. inverts on you or flips yep. upside down on you in different ways yep. and it's it is completely just ignored it doesn't exist in the audiobook and yeah. After seeing that picture and being so confused by chapters four, five, and six, I was like, all right, reset. I'm going to go back to chapters four, five, and six, and we're reading the rest of this book. And I sat down with it, and I just read it. And 
I, it is funny because I got over the hardest part of the book and the rest of it actually right. is like, now let's answer all these questions we just set up. Right. Let's solve a lot of mysteries for you. I could have listened to the rest, but I'm still very glad I went back oh, and just yeah. decided to read this one. This thing, so Matt's, yeah, and Matt's, Matt's correct. It, it nails it spot on. There's three chapters where everything happens simultaneously and oh my God, the wrongs, <laughs> the wrongs of the clock. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain to anybody without, because here's, here's the thing about this one, uh, listener, we're, we're probably not going to just go through this book beat by beat like yeah. we have been doing, mostly because I think that this book is the reason you should read 11 books before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's it is it is all justified in this book basically. It's so crazy because like cuz like up to this point, right? Like we're telling you to read the, these books mostly because they're just like a fun romp. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They are just a fun romp. Uh every book is just kind of a fun little quirky thing. And once you kind of buy like once Daniel Handler and I I've t- talked about this in the in the Converse Carnival episode cuz I really think that's the turning point of yeah. the series. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that's the book that was like I've justified everything being absolutely insane. Right. And it felt like at that moment it was like I could accept that, yeah. right? This is what everything the world before that like, like hostile hospital doesn't doesn't earn right. you believing in it, right? Yeah. And that's why it's one of the weaker entries in the series. Right. Uh, for me is because it doesn't really earn Klaus and Sonny getting to dress up like a doctor, right? Yeah. To but Carnivorous Carnival starts to earn that stuff. Yep. And then Slippery Slope builds on that. And then Grim Grotto builds on that. Yep. And then Penultimate Peril just absolutely knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Like this is the, the writing style. This is this is a master class of 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 children's literature, <laughs> is what I will say to you right now. Like I'm not even kidding. Like yeah. I wish like this is if we were to take Penultimate Peril out of of like out of the series of unfortunate events and stack it up against every book we've read in this show. Yeah. It would be one of the best books that we've read like yeah. hands down right. because it, it just, it just nails everything. Yeah. There's no wasted space, which we've lambasted Lemony mm-hmm. Snicket on this show before for wasting space. Like yeah. for, 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 he uh, needed every single sentence every he needed every page there is i mean honestly there's very little repetition and in this yes, case the time he does deal, repeat too. himself it like i mean the main time he repeats himself is in these three chapters that are the same time and yep. it makes sense he's repeating himself he's trying to yep. give you he's trying to preserve the essence right. of each of these chapters as a singular organism basically and they, <laughs> and they, they contribute to the plot they yeah. contr- they they they, they they contribute that the whole point of those chapters is that there is a mystery involved yeah. in those things being simultaneous. Right. Like, and right. I won't tell you what that is, but there is something that you it should matters. be picking up on yeah. and the that, repetition and the, matters. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, it, it yes. is all part of sort of the, the overall oh. point of the whole book. Yeah. Th- this yes. one is fascinating too, because it is t- to get into, I mean, it, you know, it sounds like we're going to try to avoid spoilers a little bit, um, this yeah. one, which I think is right. I think part. it's good to yeah, do. But I think I do so for this one, yeah. To, to talk about uh, like themes and stuff because we've been sort of building mm-hmm. up, and and I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to as I go, I'm like I'm like putting mm-hmm. the sidewalk underneath my feet as I go of of what I think these books are about, and in this one in particular, it is kind of astounding how many times Lemony Snicket sets up the idea that the Baudelaire's are choosing to do something because they absolutely don't trust a single person around them. And this book is about like virtuous people. People could seem like they're trying to do the right thing 
and the Baudelaire's have just lost all of their trust in everyone, and it's now causing them to even just like make the wrong decision. Like you are watching the Baudelaire's fail at, at a They're few different instances it. in this in this book. That this is the one where they get it all wrong because they just don't trust anybody. They get it wrong, Matt. They get it wrong. <laughs> wrong, oh wrong, wrong. wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. Oh my God, do they get it wrong? And it's. And it's so good because it's like they know they the, the thing is about the Baudelaire's is they are kind of perfect humans in the fact that they know the answer yeah. to the question a lot of times. Right. Like they may not know the answer to the mystery, but they know the answer to the question, mm -hmm. right? They know what is right or wrong right. when they do things. Right. And even though they discuss out loud a lot of times where where you know, Klaus and Violet especially have those deep conversations mm -hmm. where they're trying to decide whether what they are doing is moral or ethical or whatever. Right. Like they have those conversations for sure because they're children <laughs> and they know where they should come out on. Yeah. But in this book, they straight up at the end of this book, they essentially buck all of that. Yeah. They're like, they, they are so broken. They're, they're, they're so perfect people because they are fallible yeah. and, and at the end of this book, they're like, we're so broken that we basically just have to make make decisions that we now think are best for self-preservation, right. which is something that they haven't really done since like book three. Right. Like they and have not made a self- Somewhat wrong every single mm -hmm. time. Like it, it has always- the, Right. The, the lack of self-preservation has gotten Because they want to help others. They, right. They've been they've been spending their time the whole time trusting other people. Mm -hmm. They've spent their whole time trying to save other people in the in the quagmires. Yep. They've spent their whole time trying to save their parents or parent that they believe is still alive. Right. Uh, they've they've spent all of this time trying to do the right thing for others, and they finally just decide at the end of this one, we got to do what's right for ourselves. Yeah. And it's really dark too. I mean, it's surprising uh, how yeah. dark this one gets at like. <laughs> At the hand of the Baudelaire's. I mean, this, yeah. I won't, I dare not spoil it for yeah. you. But yeah. Sonny Baudelaire utters the best line in the entire series yeah. at the end of chapter, I think, <laughs> 11 or 12. One of the last chapters, Sonny says something and your yeah. jaw drops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the most, like, uh, Lemony Snicket even hangs on it for a minute. Uh -huh. It's like, this is it's the, the most complete break. sentence. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, This is the most complete the, sentence complete Sonny has sentence ever uttered. Ever spoken. Yeah, he's like, this is the most, like, it's like a 10-word sentence. And she, it's like, and Lemony Snicket's like, yep, this is the most, this is the most that the Sonny Baudelaire has ever communicated yeah. in one go. And it's like never been more clear what yeah. she means. And it's like, horrible. <laughs> and it's and it's absolutely, yeah, it's in, insatiable. If yeah. your appetite for, for these books is... Uh, <laughs> is is bad it's yeah it's yeah. insatiable Man. but yeah oh my god this one i i will say mm -hmm. uh we've been hyping it up it was mm -hmm. still i mean it was it was hard at times because again well especially for me i think i set myself okay. up bad right because i had read like book five i feel like is especially one that gets like referenced back to a lot in this one uh mm -hmm. the principal yeah, from five and a bunch of teachers are kind of all sprinkled four and five it. get a four lot. and five get a lot of attention mm -hmm. And those were two I hadn't actually just reread recently with you. I had kind of glazed through them and I True. had read them like a year or two ago right. and watched the episodes. So it's like I had a loose recollection, but That's not right. as That's recent. Right. So especially when they were calling back various kind of tertiary characters from those two books, I was like, I 
I don't remember who that is, Mrs. but it's okay. Bass it's a teacher and that's fine. I'll just stick is, with yeah. it. Yeah. So there was a lot of that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me was I let it, th this book scared me at a certain point, which is yeah. like, because I thought we were getting into like really big mysteries, like basically the three chapters section. I, I had a moment of thinking we were setting up stuff that was like full on end game mystery stuff. And that was not the case, uh, no, but it really no. overwhelmed me to think that that's what was happening. That like oh, I was being yeah. presented with you were missing so like many mystery. clues, right? Because he does yeah. that. He he plays with words. He, can, he yeah. does sneak little Easter eggs throughout the series, but it's never been super like overt. And this book really sets up this idea of like I'm getting crazy with it this time. Like I'm I'm getting yeah. very very involved with the the foreshadowings and and like little things that were were setting up for the mystery to pay off, but. It wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it uh, was going to be, uh, which was a relief after the fact. But dur yes. like, during reading those three chapters, I was getting like a little bit of anxiety thinking like, am I missing critical details? I don't want to like, I don't want to miss out on something that really matters. But really in those three chapters, the, they're just trying to solve the mystery of like, what is happening tonight? What's going to happen tonight? And then like, once those chapters finish, they get to tonight and they figure out what's going to happen. So it ends up, being much more short term than I had built it up in my head, but um, it's yeah. in service of sort of I don't know this this book kind of sets a lot of the mystery, uh, the overarching mystery aside in a way. Like I, I'm now very interested in what the last book is going to be about because to be totally frank, I feel like a lot of the questions have been more or less answered essentially even if it's just in like a subtext way and maybe that's the kind of thing where it's like as an adult you're picking up on some things but over the last two books we've gotten these little details about some beef <laughs> that Olaf has and something with his past and uh the thing I will spoil is the ending of this book leaves us back in Olaf's clutches sort of basically the Baudelaire's and Olaf ride off into the sunset together just the four of them uh and don't know what that's gonna entail uh but it is very much like a different tone than any other book has been set up and there's there's mm -hmm. not a particular goal like they're with olaf and there's no indication that they have any desire to escape his clutches they're just kind of going <laughs> and it means i really genuinely don't maybe know what the series is even about anymore like i don't know what the yeah. conclusion of this whole thing needs to be because yeah. <laughs> this book kind of made me understand the whole picture of these organizations. You know what I mean? There's there's the yeah. BFD and there's a big schism. And I kind of understand it all now. And it's it's yeah. like it doesn't need some perfect wrapped no. up answer to it. It's just this organization where people got the best of each other and had the wrong idea of what was good and what was wrong. And there's not right. some key to unlocking that. It is just about the goodness and badness of everyone. And so I'm very prepped now for the, for the last book to be like, I don't know, I guess present me with some, something I Daniel Handler yeah, I have at it. I can same. understand why people don't like hype up the last book much because it's very much just this sense of like, I don't know where we go from here, but I guess we'll just yes. kind of epilogue it. We'll just wrap it up. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you're bringing all of this up right now because this is, <laughs> 
this is important for you to like reconcile with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is something that you do have to, to reconcile with at the end of penultimate peril, because how do I put this? Some storylines do get wrapped up mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty, mm-hmm. pretty finally, right? Like right. there's some finality in, in some of these things. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of puts the Baudelaire's in this situation at the end of this book where they are essentially going to be off, um, off the scene. Of, mm-hmm. of everything that's happened yeah. they're they're basically taking their lives into their own hands yeah um sort of <laughs> there is somebody else involved obviously the person yeah. who's been involved the entire time right. and that that um you know that is going to wrap itself up so yes it is important for you matt personally to to reconcile that yes th- at some point the mystery is just kind of over yeah. right right and you have to understand that like what the Baudelaire's are now trying to look for is like some sort of solace, yeah, right? right? Like the mystery is no longer like really about all of these secret organizations and right. everything because it's like the, the one of the conclusions they come to, and this isn't really spoiling anything. It's just that since everything, since the systems have failed them, right? Yeah. The systems have failed them all around them and the people that are a part of those systems have failed them. Right. So it's like at this point, there's really nowhere else to go for them except for thinking to themselves how they can justify just living for themselves. Yeah. And that's what book 13 is really going to be about is how do they get from this point of, of basically like of basically trying to do so much and trying to and trying to carry the weight on their shoulders to, I'm just going to lay it at the feet of yeah, the universe, of God yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever. Right? right. Like, and just hope that all of this turns out. Okay. Because bef- none of what we've done before has worked. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, here's, here's the weird way to put it essentially yeah. is I thought of these books as having like a big mystery to them mm-hmm. or whatever. But now I look back and what future me wants to ask past me like after finishing book nine or 10, what is the mystery though? What is the actual mystery that's trying to be solved here? And maybe there wasn't ever one. Like maybe it was just what's going to happen. But like, what questions could you possibly ask? What does Count Olaf want? We know what Count Olaf wants. He wants the fortune. He's just trying to do whatever he can to get the money. Why Why did VFD break apart? We have that answer, like, and it was not even a complex. There wasn't a, a puzzle piece at this point. I have we have one question, and it was introduced in this book, which is why I'm saying we didn't have some like actual big mystery. But maybe each of these mysteries kind of begets the next one, I guess. But like, our only mystery left at this point is, wait, what did the Baudelaire parents do? They right. did something in the past, and it definitely yeah. has something to do with Count Olaf. And there's right. probably a grudge there. And the last yeah. book is just figuring out what happened and why but that's like that like barely even pertains to the Baudelaire's technically speaking outside of it being right. like it's my parents and I got to reckon with what they did or whatever but they also just have to reckon with all of the choices they're making in these last few books so yeah. I don't know it's such an interesting buildup of it's a, it it's has like become the, more about themes than it has details even though it constantly teased that this would be a series about details and all of these little mysteries matter and I'm now feeling like none of them matter yeah, it's like the it's the coming of age thing, but it, it yeah, it, it just you know it's it's really what you learn in coming of age stories, right? 
the thing that the character learns, like to how to be a better blank, right? Uh-huh. How to be a better, you know, human in yeah. general, right? Is kind of like what coming of age stories. That's like the moral, right? Yeah. How do they come out the other side? Is is kind of where we're at as readers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of less about the mystery now, right? Yeah. It's more about how are we going to get out? How are we just going to get out? Mm-hmm. Because there's there's really nothing left for them yeah. in in this in this vast world that was created right like it's so funny how cyclical the world is right mm-hmm. like how they how they like left and like ended back on briny beach right. at the end of grim grotto right it's like that was like the full circle thing and then now it's like we're going to do the penultimate peril which is just this and i i can't stress enough just an insane book yeah. it is just insane it's like Chapter it has nine, every what book contained inside of it it's like it has every single book yes. in it yeah you said something about like chapter nine being chapter just... nine of this book is one of the best chapters <laughs> i've ever read of any book yeah. like of any book it's just so it just it just is great writing mm-hmm. it's just so good and like I, and i'm not somebody who's been on this on this on the, especially on these episodes i've not been somebody who has praised Daniel Handler for his prose, you know, sure. Like, yeah. You know, I think that he's, I think that he's charming and witty and a lot of what he does is a little bit kitschy. He's doing like a gimmick. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, a it's kitschy. kitschy. Gimmick it's a gimmick. Doing. Yeah. It's a gimmick and it's, and it's, but it's, but it's all fine. Right. right. It's in service of the story, which yeah. is great. But this book, he, it's almost like he's changing, you know, yeah. it's, it's very interesting the way he approaches everything in this book, especially, and that's why it's important to read the 11 books before it. Right. So that you can really just see, see what it would look like if this guy is just hitting on all cylinders. Right. Cause that's what this book is. It is, there's not like a like, like I said before, it feels like in a lot of Lemony Snicket's books, like Grim Grotto is a great example of, it feels like there's a lot of padding page count. Yep. Um, with like the water cycle stuff and all that. Yeah. But uh, but in this one, I, I just don't feel that way. I just don't. I think this book is interesting because it's actually the last book seemingly about the world that we've been really building up, especially mm-hmm. since like book, you know, seven, eight or nine or whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. we've been harping on the scope of this world right. uh, exists. But this book really wraps that up and it leaves us with the last book getting to actually just be about the Baudelaire's, which I do think is really fascinating as like a, as a final move. I mean, I love when, you know, the classic like HBO series or like season of a show thing is always that the climax happens in episode nine and episode 10 of a 10 episode season is always like the characters picking up the pieces after all of the crazy stuff that happened in episode nine. And, and like, that was the finale and episode 10 is your epilogue essentially and that's how this feels episode uh, uh, book number 12 feels like the finale of this world and this series and the mysteries that plague vfd and all of that stuff and episode right. uh or book 13 gets to just be the epilogue of where do the baudelaire's go from here essentially i it's funny that this episode is going to be kind of short um but it's uh I just want everybody in the audience. If you, I know I, it's so sad because we have, we had to wait till book 12 to like super recommend this series. I feel like. <laughs> we actually but, have never recommended the series. 
at this point. Yeah, we really haven't, but it's just like, golly, how could I not, you yeah. know, how could I not recommend just, just to get here? Yeah. Um, and, and, and to be quite fair to the whole series, I, I think they're all worth reading. Mm-hmm. Like they are, I, it's not, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, it's worth like it that, all right? in the end. Even that first, <laughs> even those first six books that we've always kind of been like, meh, right. but those, yeah, those existed in their weird little independent I'll say first five, six one at a good. time. Like the, those, those books were so simple mm-hmm. so that you had time to adjust yeah. to the world and his writing style and the way the characters work. Like, I don't think book nine works as well if it wasn't so broken up in the first six books you know what i mean like i I do think you need all of those steps of the process uh to to get to this kind of payoff basically and i've i've had a big fear so far of whether or not i was gonna like it in the end because genuinely i just never hear people talk about how this series ends i just never ever hear about it i've never known anything about it aside from sort of just this vague understanding that maybe people didn't like it or maybe they just yeah. were confused. Like, is it a yeah, conflicting I, end? I don't know. I, I'm never going to give anything away to you. On yeah. That. Yeah. Um, thank you. I think, I think I, I'll, I'll, I'll give this away to you though, in the fact that not and nothing about the series, but just the reason I've probably never talked about these, the ending of this book is because no one really ever asks about this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not, it's not something it's not like uh, I know Harry Potter. Or right. I know how you and, and Katie talked about these books. Like, Oh, I, you know, when you were growing up, you were the one who read these books, yeah. you know, it didn't feel like anybody around you read them. Right. And in a way it almost felt weird by the time that like you were done reading them. Cause like the last book of this series came out in like 2005. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like an eighth grader. Right. Like, who am I going to talk to? Right. You know, <laughs> who am I talking to in eighth grade about yeah. a series of unfortunate events? Right. It's just, it was just a little bit past. So it's like, yeah, I, I, no one ever really asked me how they ended. I, it's kind of like a secret that you want to take. And that's the other thing about it, Matt. It is, it is good. I'll say right. that. Okay. It is good. And it is a thing that you want to take with you. Like, you know, and, and you want to feel like that's your own. Like I know the secret you need to go work for the secret yourself. Yeah. The the emotions I have kind of remind me of Kira Kira when we read that, where it's like, was this book for kids? This book made me feel bad. This made this all made me it was well written. It was done well, but it made me feel off. And I'm gonna have to deal with that for a while. And that's yeah. how I feel like I'm being set up right now is this series yeah. is gonna end and I'm yep. gonna be like, Well, I did all of that, didn't I? Huh. I guess I'm a different person on the other side of it all. <laughs> Maybe, you know, that's the fun thing about Kira Kira and these in this series is, yeah, you know, it, it, that I, I just don't know how you're going to react really. Yeah, I can't I, wait. And that's, that's really the exciting part of all of this is like, I'm so excited for you to get to experience mm-hmm. the end of this series for the first time. I mean, that's the true thing about any time you love a piece of media, right? Yeah. But that's why I never talk about pieces of media that I love. Right. Um, and I, it's so hard to convince people to like, uh, to read these things because it's like, I don't know how to convince somebody to read the first five books of this series. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing, right? right? It's like, yeah, to get to book 13 and the payoff, like right. book 12 and 13, which are this huge payoff. Um, you, you have to read some books that you may just not gel with. Yeah. You got to get through all of them. I mean, it's, yeah, it's fascinating because honestly too, it's uh, similar to Kira Kira. And I think one of our takeaways in that episode yeah. was like, 
I, you know, I don't think either of us grew can you up get through as, the union stuff. Well, can you get through the union stuff? But like, I don't think either of us grew up as like a bookworm kid. And I think that's a no. particular kind of kid. Right. And I think that kind of kid keeps a lot of things to themselves. You know what I mean? The kid who reads all the time yep. is uh, very introspective and internal because they've probably had lots of books like this that have challenged them. And yep. that is fascinating and something I didn't have and not something I was ever looking for as a kid. And I wouldn't even say like, oh, kids should have that. Kids should have more of that. But it'd be cool if they did. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, I, I, I think that that's probably the bow that we want to tie on this episode. Yeah. I'm so excited for you, Matt, to read book 13. I think we should dive straight into it. We've been doing every other, but yeah, I think yeah, I think maybe. this week and next week yeah. are just wrapping this up and I think next week's yeah. episode just has to be the end. There there is uh-huh. no there's no in-between episode here. We just need to I'm finish. Da- this. I think I think I think since we've we've kind of we've done this thing to the listener in this episode where we absolutely told them nothing about this. Yeah, right. <laughs> we uh, owe them a wrap maybe, up next week. And maybe and maybe yeah, maybe we do the the end next week and then maybe we have a follow-up episode sure. after that about like just kind of wrapping the yeah. whole series up because that's when i i do want to rank these books oh yeah sure uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which will be like a fun we'll see if we episode. split the finale into two if it's the end yeah, and yeah. then the end of the end of the, the series of, of the our end, series yeah. about the series of unfortunate <laughs> events <laughs> <laughs> goodbye everybody goodbye.